So today we've got Fergal of the YouTube channel Making Gains. Link will be in the description box below this video if you want to check his stuff out. So we've interviewed many people who were doormen back in the day in Newcastle and the surrounding areas like Hartlepool, Middlesbrough. We've not interviewed an active Newcastle doorman, which is what we've got with Fergal. So we are going to be overlapping with some of the old school stories Lee Duffy, Viv Graham, Raoul Moat, but putting it in the context of what's going on on the doors in the present day. And Fergal's got some revisions to those stories because of what he's heard. And also, he's got a lot of information tied in to the classics as well. We've already been talking about Lee Duffy and Viv Graham today. And we've got Jamie Boyle here. You missed miss one one funny story there. Purple He's even got a, pe- a real-life Purple story. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie of Warcry Publishing, his channel link is in the description box as well, has kindly arranged this interview during our three or four days up in Stokesley near Middlesbrough. All right, so Jamie... What, how did you come across Fergal's work? Uh, do you know what? I was a big fan for a couple of reasons. One, he's got a, a fantastic beard and he's quite handsome. <laughs> uh, he's very polite and he's not, you know, he's he's um, he's a boxer, unlicensed boxer, works on the door. Uh, I just started watching his channel about a year ago and I thought, you know what, this guy, he's not like the... You know, like you've seen him, the, the hillbillies, the kind of the bully, and he's like, he has a bit about him. And I just started watching and commenting and that and there. Uh, he's he's got a he's got a good story and he's he literally lives the life of a doorman six probably seven days a week. I was talking to him earlier and he said at the minute I'm doing something like fifty five sixty hours a week no. on the doors in Newcastle. So <clears throat> for for anyone who doesn't know about Newcastle, it's kind of that in Liverpool are like the party capitals. So all the Hindus, all the Sagdus go to Newcastle, loud drunk, rowdy people, often on on substances. So it's this guy's job to kick them out. And I dare say he does earn his money. <laughs> well, before we get into your life story, Fergal, what does it take to make a good doorman in the, in the modern day? Um, it's, it's You've got to like walk a little bit of a line and you've got to have the right discretion, depending on the venue, because obviously a lot of villains might even just think you're a grass and coppers all think that you're a villain. So you, you kind of have to just toe the line right and and deal with things accordingly. You know what I mean? It's it's very kind of with mouth these days, isn't it? Communication. I think it's always been like that. If you ask people for what it was like, um, you know, uh, you have to sort of uh, be polite but firm, because if you if you're too sort too polite, people just try to take advantage of it and think that you're a pushover. What's the craziest stuff that you've seen on while on the doors? I've seen a pretty violent stabbing where you could see someone's uh, like bones through the limbs and that. Like, what was that over? Uh, well, it was actually about it was about three in the morning, and um, it had been going on for a while. There was an argument where uh, there was just two lads down the street. But you know, when people's got a uh, IBS, invisible barrier syndrome, where they're squaring up, <laughs> but they don't really want to have a go. I mean. You see that every single week, uh, and everyone was just having a cigarette, laughing like, "Oh, they don't really want to fight." But uh, 
about five minutes later, one group of the lads come up and stood outside the barn. I said, listen, lads, you've been arguing, you're not getting in. Um, so they waited. I think they were ordering a taxi. And uh, the other group of lads come back. And uh, then I saw like a bottle of Hennessy in the kid's hand. Uh, not not cognac. So then um, I thought this could get a bit tasty. And then um, he just wrapped it over the kid's head after he started arguing again. Cuts come all over. But the way the bottle formed was just like a knife. And there was like, do you know this horrible three, four seconds? And everyone, I was thinking, he's not, is he? He's not. And then I thought, he is. And he just started sticking him relentlessly, like. And you could hear the, like, squidgy sounds of it going in. And then uh, there was a lass there, and she was like, um, she uh, come out, you know, like sometimes our lasses can go hysterical. And he just turned around, big bloke as well, slugged her in the mouth, and just booted her to hell on the ground. So that's when I got in, and I was like, whoa, mate, what you doing, man? And then, do you know, like when you just instinctively get into something for a second, the next thing, I was like looking around, I was thinking, wait there, I've got six kids around us here. Is he gonna? And then uh, I says, "Yeah, man, like there's cameras everywhere You're in the city centre. What are you playing at, man? Are you, are you mad? You need to get away now." And he just turned around, went up the street, and uh, he got nicked that night. Like, uh, How big was it? Sorry, he got he got uh, over seven years with the uh, early guilty plea. Aye. How before. big was this man? Um, I'd say it was about fifteen stone or something. You know, about six foot. But he looked like he trained. He had a bit of physique about him. You know, aye. Bloody hell, what a story, man. <laughs> so, you grew up in Newcastle. How did you get into the, the door scene then? You know, you didn't grow up and think, right, I'm going to be a doorman. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did it come about where you think, do you know what, you're literally uh-huh. kind of using force every single day? Well, how how I got in the doors was, um, I'd been boxing. Do you know, like, I used to be an amateur boxer. And funnily enough, like my old coach, um, a bloke called Steve Cranston, he's one of the best coaches in the North East, a lovely, lovely bloke as well. He used to be Viv Graham's coach, so as a boxer. So he told me a lot of stories about Viv because he, he was obviously Viv's coach and Viv's mate as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so Viv went to him when he'd had like 10 fights and he was had a record of 10, 1-8. Mm. And then under Steve... He had a uh, twenty fights, one nineteen, and the last one was against Manny Burgo, who um, I was like, I got to know from the boxing scene, and uh, Manny had a lot of doors, and a few people were like, "Oh, why don't you work for Manny?" So uh, I was, I just thought, "All right, I, I got a badge and stuff," and then uh, I still haven't worked for Manny to this day. <laughs> so Newcastle uh-huh. is the home of Viv Graham. Um, let me think. So he's been gone twenty nine years. Uh-huh. Um, you're thirty now. Yeah. So am I right in saying it's kind of you grow up in these mythical folklore, uh, Loch Ness monster, um, uh-huh. Robin Hood and Nottingham, and in Newcastle, Tyneside, you grow up hearing stories of Viv Graham. What's it? What's it like today? Still, is there's legacy to live on? Um, I would say certainly in the job. Um, what I do, he's still talked about because he was obviously, he was a top man for a very long time mm. when, uh, like, in my job sector and uh, obviously a lot of people I've worked with who are a little bit older have worked with Viv before, so... Uh. 
And you work in the, the big market, which is obviously, of course, where... I don't where, work in the big market. Right, but you have done. I have, I, yeah. And uh, obviously that was the, the place where it's in folklore now that Lee Duffy turned up, flattened a couple of the bouncers. Does that ever get spoken of? Aye. Well, I asked um, Viv's former business partner, who, who was a good friend of Viv's the other day, about that, funnily enough. And um, he he told me that the story he said was Viv was out of town, Lee come down, he says it was only once that he came down and that uh, he sucker punched uh, um, a doorman at that Macy's and um, he nearly knocked him out, like sort of nearly dropped him but didn't. And then he says about seven or eight of a doorman come out and Lee Duffy just mm. backed off. That was his version, but you know, as they say, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. So. I'm sorry, what is the big market? The big market's just like a um, stripper nightclubs and that, like where it's like it's a street and there's probably like about 12 or 13 like bars and nightclubs. Right. So it's kind of like it's where you head nights, stag yeah. do's, yeah. all the mad things the strip. happen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, you know. There's been a lot of characters around Newcastle over the years. Ral Mort, recently. Uh-huh. Uh, what was that, 12 years ago? Do you ever have any communications with Raul? No, no, I never knew uh, Raul Mort personally. I mean, obviously, you hear a lot of things because loads of lads hmm. I've worked with. Like, well, Gary Fairby worked with him. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I heard that, like, let's just say that a rumour, one rumour I heard was that he was perhaps... Um, distributing things he shouldn't have been distributing in a bar and someone who was looking after the bar uh, wasn't happy about it and come and hit him over the head with a hammer and chased him out the bar and uh, when he was on his rampage uh, they tried to shut all the bars that person looked after because uh, he um, like he was on his hit list the was he? Who done that. Aye, aye. so uh, when, he, when he was where was it when he was down at um, was it Wickham? Oh no, Rothbury. Rothbury, aye, aye. Yeah. They kind of they wanted to shut that bar down and stuff. Yeah. So, how did you come across Purple Lucky then? Of <laughs> all people, very uh, was Wildman really familiar with Purple Lucky? Yes. So, when Wildman was a kid, uh-huh. and he was just starting trouble on the streets with people. Like we were, lived near the top of town, so we had all the townies after him, like gangs of them, like older lads, and Purple Lucky around that when Wildman was that age. Um, would come around in his in a car looking for people, and wild man would get in his car, <laughs> get in his car with yeah. him, and, and um, show him around and stuff. And my other mate, like wild man's cousin Hammy, mm. uh, my mate Witty, he's also dead now. I was studying on the nights Aki came and like approached my mates. Mm. And started squeezing the muscles <laughs> and having them do squ- and squatting on the back and stuff. But one of the stories they told me was when, when um, I don't know what Wildman had done to piss Purple Aki off, but Aki made Wildman go and stand in Birchfield Gardens Pond. Mm. Bear in mind, Wildman was just a little kid mm. at this point. We were all older than him, and Aki was way older. Yeah. Um, but then the, Aki and Wildman became friends somehow. And that's why when I think we were, who was it we were on with? We were on with someone, 
And while Mum like gave a shout out to Aki to come on, did he the podcast? Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, why, why that would have been good." Did he, did he squeeze your muscles? Um, so where, where did no, you meet him? Um, I was I was on Dean Street with um, that like, Newcastle. Oh uh, yeah, I was, I was working at Take a Hill. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So was this bloke work, walking down the hill? Absolutely massive. I mean, I've looked on the photos and personally, I don't think they do him justice for how for how big he actually is in the flesh. And uh, he was walking down and just like, I seen him and uh, he was like sort of staring at this. And I was like, I just went like, you all right? Sort of thing. And he was like, look like that. Because like, I knew his face, but I didn't know uh, where from, do you know what I mean? And your, you body, his... your body type's right up his street <laughs> as well. Did you have his legendary carrier bag on him? <laughs> I don't think he did. So, what, so he what happened did. then? You got talking. So, no, no. He just, like, he walked down the hill and uh, I got uh, like, like, the kid I was on with was, like, saying, uh, who's that again? Because, like, he must have knew him as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying... Um, I can't, I didn't know, I, I know him though. And then he come back up the hill about two, three minutes later. And when he come back up, he went, you all right, lads, like that. And then, uh, we can't, who? And then me mate went, fuck me, it's purple, Aki, like that. <laughs> and he, he went up the hill, so we were telling all the lads, like, you know, purple, like he's about and all that. And we were seeing that, um, <laughs> we were seeing that, we're uh, seeing him. And some people were like, oh, you're full of shit and all that. But uh, the next week, he was in the town as well, and people people were getting videos of him and stuff. It was like a Bigfoot thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your bomb was yeah. Apparently, he did squeeze one or two people's muscles like when, <laughs> the, the following week. Well, so, that, was, that was his thing, wasn't yes. it? Squeezing what? muscles, because we interviewed... Oh, it was Jeff Ollerhead, that was it. Is that the guy who sang the, sang the song? Yeah, he was in, he was in um, Liverpool prison yeah. with what? Aki. And he said to Aki, you know, how are you gay? And he's like, no... And he's like, well, why don't you just get a job as a masseur? Yeah. You know, and then you can just feel people's muscles all day long and do it in a legitimate way. And um, I think it was French. He said that Aki wasn't gay, just likes the mus- muscular aesthetic. But my mate said that when he was jumping on the backs, he was getting s- so. Oh, oh dear. That's not good, is it? No, so another, no. another one of Sean's guests you work with, I mean, I know him well because I've done, done his book, is... Um, the wild man, uh, not the wild man, the the, the Duke of Windy Nuke, a.k.a. Gary Ferby. Yeah. What's it like working with Gary Ferby then? Uh, it's, it's, Any uh, funny stories? Oh, there's there's a lot. <laughs> I tell you what, like, I'll just say this. There's definitely things that's happened over the last week or so. Would, <laughs> if he's bringing another book out, there's things that would be getting put in, put it that way. You know I mean? So who's this man? Gary, Gary Ferby. Yeah. He's kind of, is he bare knuckle champion or something like that, is he? Yeah, the governor or something. Like he's just a like sort of like a face in the town, really. Like yeah. he's uh, he's had about. You, you've done a book on him, haven't uh, you? I did mean, he beat Decker in a fight yeah, a while he ago. He knocked Decker yeah. out in about ten seconds. Uh, um, he was just a name to me. I mean, Gary's my age, and so we should have kind of grew up. I mean, me and Gary have actually boxed people the same, but I never, I can't ever remember Gary Fairby. Uh, and then he, he kind of, he was a name on the poster. And I think it was Steve Rave said, you want to do his book? He's a legend, him. And the more I delved into him, he, he just kind of had gums. There's a saying in boxing for like a journeyman, have gum shield, will travel. Uh, and Gary's just literally travelled the length of Great Britain 
win, lose, or draw, just fighting absolutely everyone. And the book's called The Duke. I mean, me and Gary were meant to fight at one point. The Duke of Windy New. Before we knew each other. What's he like as a doorman then? But it never come off. Because he's quite bolshy and. Ah, yeah, he's he's great. He's a good laugh, you know, like he's. But he's one of the lads, he's not a bully. I, I mean, that's the thing. So, like, you get some doorman who are like very big and hard when it comes to students and stuff, little skinny students. But then if it gets really on top and there's a gang of lads, they go missing. Do you mm. know what I mean? So what's Gary's it like, what, the opposite of that. Easy, what's yeah. it like working with a bully? You know, when you when you see them and they put that badge on and they turn to like Mario when he's had his mushroom uh-huh. and they're just like, you know, because I, I have come across them. Have you ever come across them? Aye, aye. I, I, uh, I tell a lad the other night, do you know what I mean? Just He was getting a bit out of hand. I says, yeah, calm down, man. Do you know I think some people are a little bit insecure and they've got like a, a point to prove, haven't they? Yeah. So what age did you get into the doors? Uh, I was 21. When I first first shift was um, Newcastle versus Sunderland in the big mobs. Oh, shit. <laughs> Derby day. Was it, was it as bad as what they make out? Punching horses and all that? I, I, I'm sure the place I work got shut down because it all got smashed up. Really? Because uh, <laughs> Newcastle got beat. It, it, it was the one after someone punched the horse. Right. Remember that one? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the fans took it any better that time. Either. So, boxing. I mean, how did you kind of fall into that then? Well, just I've always liked boxing, so I boxed a long time, and then probably some of my more notable fights were like probably in the unlicensed mm. scene. You know, do you ever fight anyone more notable figures, well known? Well, um, I, I guess probably like someone who was like a bare knuckle champion and stuff is a uh, Michael Ferry. Yeah, I know him. Um, and uh, your viewers will know who he is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's at uh, Chloe Ferry's cousin or something on Geordie mm. Show. Um, but obviously he's a big name from where I'm from, mm. and uh, you know, like, I, well, I tried to knock him out, like, but you know, it was a good fight. You know, it was a close fight. Went all the way. He won on points, and uh, you know, that's so. That. Yeah. So all right. So where, whereabouts did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Newcastle, mate. What part? Uh, yeah, the east end of Newcastle. So the east end of Newcastle, that's where the Sayers family were, isn't it? No, oh, right. the west end. Right. Oh, west uh, end, other end. Uh-huh. Other end. I, I mean, I'll be honest, like, um, never really, like, I don't really, I haven't come, had any run-ins with the Sayers, just uh, only heard, like, people I know say sort of nice things. I know... Yeah, we've had Stephen on. That was a funny one, that uh, It was good. Yeah. It was hilarious. Well, growing up in Newcastle is the name, you know, is it something you just can't avoid? Because... Obviously, we, you've had Alan Thompson on, you've had lots of guests, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you Google, you know, I like Stephen and Michael, by the way, so after watching this, but if you Google Gangster Newcastle, they are the first image that comes up. That's just mm-hmm. a fact. Um, so what's it like kind of growing up? Is, is it just this name that you you hear of before you actually understand what it's, what it's about? Um, I will just, just, like, to be fair, like, obviously, I think the names get through about sometimes at the doors, we're going to get this one, you 99% of people who do that don't know them. The only uh, person in the family I really know, like the sail out to all the times, there, uh, Tony. Mm. Oh, CS. I met him. And, so he's uh, the he's kind just, of Italian-looking one, he, a good-looking one, uh, very, yeah. very smart. Uh, he's a gentleman, mm. really, really nice bloke. And years ago, uh, I think I spotted uh, Stephen's son, who's professional now. And he was like, he was a tank, really strong kid, you know what I mean? Mm. So growing up in that part, and like as a kid, what was your life like? It was all right, mate, I Sound, eh? Uh... Were you always massive? <laughs> <laughs> From your age, probably, I. Was you? Yeah. 
So do you have any siblings? Uh, yeah, yeah. Got a couple of, uh, got a big brother, I. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did he look after you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously doing what you're doing for a living in Newcastle, does it ever get to a point where you get home and you're covered in blood and ripped shirts and you just think, do you know what, I'm going to look for a job tomorrow? Oh, I, I've, I've had like, I remember one weekend when it was uh, the Black Eye Friday and the Derby Day in the same weekend and uh, out of three nights, uh, me, me shirt was covered in blood off two nights. Mm. Aye. Did you run yeah. down what happened? Just, just off like people having massive, massive brawls. But um, going like, and you're getting in the middle of it, and there's blood everywhere. But going back to like what I see as earlier, where like sometimes, like, police sort of all think we're all villains, and villains may all think you're like a grass. It's like, it's it's a hard one because you have people who put it on your toes sometimes at work, and um, then you get them out, and they could attack you, and if you defend yourself. You're looking at a charge. I know a few door lads who've ended up in uh, prison. You know what I mean. And last year, when it was like the lockdown thing, where everyone was seated, I could have easily ended up in prison if it wasn't for the fact that there was twelve off-duty coppers on two tables of six who witnessed the whole incident. You know what I mean? Because I got attacked, and I really couldn't. The bloke was bigger than me. And he ended up getting a fractured eye socket, which like was regrettable and like totally not wanted. But you know, uh, if it wasn't for all those like off-duty police being there, I would have been screwed. Really, like sorry, what was the circumstances behind that? Um, there was just just a bloke working himself, and uh, he like do you know how was the seated thing, and you were given a, an allotted time slot uh, during the the sort of half lockdown. Phase, um, he was just like, he'd been in all day just refusing to leave and someone else had the table booked. So, you know, I, 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 tell, like, I was just sort of politely said, it's it's time to go sort of thing. And it was like a family sort of venue as well. So there was there was kids about and he was shouting and swearing, saying he was going to pull me eye out, all this. So after about 10 minutes, you can see on camera, I'm sort of like that. Eventually, I had to, uh, like get him out and then when when I was getting him out he he started punching us and stuff so uh, eventually outside I ended up giving him one back and unfortunately he got injured because you've got to be careful because yeah. not only do you risk the fact that you you could break the law you lose your job your SIA license will be gone yeah. like that that's it right. so to get, you said you you got him out he's, he's threatened to pull your eye out and all that yeah. do you have to approach him cautiously to get him out how do you get him out Oh, well, I mean, you, you try and just be polite with everyone, don't you? But, like, some people who you deal with, there's there's absolutely no reasoning with them. You, you can talk to most people, but, like, some people, it depends on if they're on drugs or if they're this or that. There are a lot of people on drugs in Newcastle. Well, I would say that, like, a lot of venues, you see people coming in and their hands are like that and mm. all the rest of it, aye. So, so yeah. did you physically get him out then? Well, I had to, but... but at the, to be fair, and this was even said in the whole situation, was like, I said that I felt he was going to attack me. It went on for about 10 minutes. He he'd like took steps towards me a few times. And if it's going to happen, you want it to happen away from everyone else. So it's not like a situation where 
somebody else could get like hurting. I mean, um, one of my friends, um, he he lost he. This was the first time in history this ever happened. He lost his uh, badge for five years without a criminal conviction wow. because of a viral video. So my mate is a, a he's like a pro cage fighter, and um, this kid, from what I heard, he'd sm- like smashed a bottle off him. He'd been doing this and that. He'd come back three times for a fight, and then my mate comes out and he done like a, an MMA move where he's flipped him. He's landed on his head and it knocked him out. And the video got about a million views on YouTube. So. The kid was supposed to be a bit of a raggy and just wanted it left at that. Apparently, when he got up, he shook his hand and walked away. But because it went so viral and it looked bad, he um, he lost his... Who videoed it? I don't know. Who, I think it was a member of the public who videoed it. Aye. So in a case like that, then, does, is it the police that pushes the prosecution, not, not the person he, who got... He wasn't prosecuted. It, it was a... The SIE is like a private sort of thing. So obviously... When you're talking about like sort of um, figures like Viv Graham from that era, uh, there was there was no SIA around then, but now it's like a sort of government like regulatory body thing. Can I ask you, Fergal? So obviously you've, you're doing your job out there daily, but how how much is it in your head where you've got to behave? Because I'm gonna minute people be like. Constant every oh, move. Aye, aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have yeah. you had that against you where people have filmed you and that? And like when you're at work, you, sh- you you shouldn't really do or see anything that you wouldn't be like comfortable mm-hmm. with defending in court. Really, like um, do you have to get trained up in that. Then, eh? Do you have to get yeah, trained up in the law? It's a week's course. That that's when you do it. Like you kind of like really when they see it, talk about training. It's just the legal do's and don'ts. Do you find that restricts your performance when you do have to deal with someone? Um, I suppose it can at times, perhaps. I, I mean, like, but obviously, you, you like you, you try to be professional, anyways. But uh, I, I would say that, like, you, you're fighting a losing battle with the, how it's all set up and how the police treat Dorman and stuff like that. A, hundred, a million. Percent, you rang right? me a month or two back, yeah. and you went, "Jamie, I'm with the boxer Paul Smith." So, because you work in top clubs, do you, do you see a lot of the stars and a lot of kind of I, famous people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can you can you mention any or is any funny funny stories? As a I'll, are you used to seeing a lot of these stars? I'll, I'll say this right. There was one. I'll not name him because I didn't want to get sued or nothing. But there was a high profile former world champion boxer, mm. and uh, I was at a bar and he um, he dropped a massive bag. A cocaine. It was absolutely huge, and um, one of a one of a a waitress picked it up because she probably had a bit of a habit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he come back to his seat, this boxer, and he, he must have realised that his uh, bag was missing, and he absolutely shit himself, and he took his whole entourage out the bar immediately because he was like, I th- I, th- I think he's already had a. A little bit of scandal surrounding him, so he was like, I'm out of here, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Women, do they literally throw themselves at you? Is it, you know, people often talk <laughs> often talk about Newcastle, oh, well. you know, well, it's in Geordie Shaw and all that, but is it is? I, I, I can give you one now, right, uh, and I'll not name names of venues, but uh, 
a couple of strip clubs that, like that used to be around when I saw the doors are closed now, and I've worked in them, and uh, off working in strip clubs and women and stuff, I, I fell into that trap, and uh, I ended up having a massive conspiracy against us, and um, had like a investigation for firearms against us and stuff like that because of a woman because of uh, uh, me. Oh, well, that was quite recently, yeah. wasn't it? No, that was about 2018. Was it? So what happened was, was uh, I was seeing a stripper. I'd, I'd been with her for a while. It was probably about a year. But then suddenly she was like asking us to, to leave where I worked, right? And I, like, I found that strange. And I'd been say, there before. Why were you not her. asking her to leave where she I, was? And, and I was like, well, no, you can leave. And she was like, well, it'll make us stronger and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Um, what you call it? So, and like, she used to have it in my head because I hadn't let her in mind for a while and she could smell cannabis on us that uh, that I was doing, growing a crop in mine. And she kept asking, like, um, what like what would happen if uh, one of your neighbours rang the police and said you were doing a grow? And I says, what? Like, like that's a... But she had it and I was like, do you actually think I'm doing a grow on that? And she was like, aye. And I says, well... Nothing would happen. Do you know what I mean? I was like, you can't. Someone can't just ring the police and say, like, oh, you're doing a grow. Do you know what I mean? And get your door kicked in. I see, as otherwise everyone's door would be getting kicked in. And then I remember saying, but I says, like, because the conversation went on a while. I says, well, if someone rang up and said I had a firearm and I was going to shoot someone, I says, uh, I, my door would get kicked in. <laughs> So, you gave her the keys to the castle there. Oh, I, I did, I did. Yeah. But I didn't realise that she was playing us, you know what I mean? So what happened was, was um, it was about six weeks later and, and the sort of wind-ups we play on each other on the doors is unreal. So anyways, one of the lads from another bar was walking past where I worked and he says, what's all this about you shooting such and such as me? And I, I says, like, I beg your pardon? Do you know what I mean? And then, like, he'd mentioned a DJ who works at a different venue at the town, so I rang him up, and I was like, what like, what the F are you talking about, you, you, you idiot? He says, you're going to get me door kicked in, man. So then he was just, he was saying, uh, no, no, my mate thinks you're going to shoot his mate, right? And uh, I rang him up, and uh, he, he was, like, saying, uh, basically what it was, this kid had a door company, and the police had been in with me face and me name and that, like a photo of us, and they'd said that, uh, you know, I was going to do a shooting at that venue on that date. And I was like, I had to ring everybody up about five times. I was like, are you all taking the piss out of me here? Because I'm going to ring the police myself here to find out what's going on, you know what I mean? So, like, let us know before I do, do you know? And everyone was like, no, no, we're deadly serious. So... I rang the police myself, like that 101, and then uh, they got back to us and uh, I says, oh, well, it was some CID wifey. I says, I, I think it's a joke, but I've heard I'm under um, investigation for like a, a firearms thing. And she was like, uh, yes, you're correct, uh, uh, Mr. Allenby. And I says, uh, what, like, so I'm correct, it is a joke. And she says, no, you're correct, you are under investigation. And, and that was like... A really stressful couple of weeks, I'll just say that. Like. So did they come and get you then? Uh, they come and looked through my house, the CID, and they looked through my mother's house, and then 
what happened is, is I ended up working out that it was her, binned her off. And, uh, Why did she do it though? Well, what had happened is, right, is I'd worked out after I binned her off, right, that around the time she'd been concocting this plan is like, long story short, you hear things she'd been cheating on us, you know what I mean? So obviously she was trying to get us out the picture, right? And then uh, that was another one of me notable, say, scuffles on the door because a few months later, um, she sent this big bodybuilder down to set about us and... Let's just say he, he was minus a few teeth and yeah. had a lot of blood on his face and, yeah. and tried to get me nicked mm. as well. Oh. And then... So, so why did she not just finish it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right? You know like, that's, that's, you'd have to ask her that. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the last... I, I don't know if you included on this as appeared on a Philip Schofield a couple of months ago and her and her sister... Twins spend 150 grand to look, look the same or something. So anyone who watched that, there's a story about her. Mm. She's a it's, twin. It's 100%. She's, I, she's a, a twin. twin I. Mm. And they're both, they're both uh, strippers. So Do- she, Dolly and Daisy. And that's not the real names, guys. So <laughs> she, if she <laughs> sets this in motion with the cops then, and the cops investigate it, and it's uh, obvious she's lied. What I said, mate, right? Doesn't, so, it, doesn't it go back on her then? I turned around, right, do you know, like, after all this, because it was hell, mind, it was hell, right, and uh, I, I I said, right, so I says, listen, this has been proven to be an absolute load of bollocks, you know, like, I says, are we going to now find out who's made all this up, which I'm sure you can easily do, and are they getting nicked and saying, and... The, the CID wife, he said, she just turned around and said, well, I don't think we'll ever find that out, will we? Because mm. surely it's like, perverting uh, the course of justice. It is. It's wasting police time as well. Oh, but yeah. Money and everything. You know what I mean? And it's it's surely got to come under some sort of, like, harassment or something as well, hasn't it? You know what I mean? But Did you have more concrete proof that she'd done it? I don't, but, I mean, what what yeah, do you yeah, think? Obvious, you know what I, yeah. but I will say this, is when it, like, dawned on us, right... Was the, the same last done a proper deliberate attempt to like set us up to get us to lose my job? Do you so know was it wasn't just the firearms, it wasn't just a bodybuilder. We're now on to losing your job. Well, that's like I think she just wanted us to lose my job or something. Like, so she could be cheating on us and I wouldn't know what was going on in the town or something. So, what did she do to do that? Well, obviously, get us to lose my badge because she thought I was doing a grow. But th- there's been a few little conspiracies to try to make up as well, do you know what I mean? So, Newcastle... It's just a bit of a bread and butter, basically. Newcastle people, Geordies, uh, warm, friendly people. Uh, they play hard, they fight yeah. hard, they drink hard. They, you know, what's it like in the bars? Is it is it literally mental, as, you know? Hell. Not, yeah, is that what it's like? <laughs> Non-stop. If you're a dormant, eh? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, obviously, you have, like, a lot of funny sort of characters mm. and they can do your head in. And I've I've got a bit of a funny story here. So there's this bloke I used to work with and he was a he was a bit of a horrible bloke to be honest with you, right? But obviously I think the job for doing it so long turned him evil, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he, he used to like he used to look up what foods would make his, his farts smell the worst. Oh my god. You know so he could fart and it, it was one of them, it was so bad it would go down your throat, right? Why would someone do something oh, like that? Oh, I don't know. Mm. And he used to send you, like, uh, 
photos of his like like Shit. toilets, uh, his number twos. And they were all oily and stuff, right? Oily? Oily? Um, One of my exes used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an ex. Uh, yeah. I'd be the same guy, who Probably. knows? <laughs> and, uh, anyways, uh, he had a... Have you seen like a Hulk hand before of Step Brothers? Because he, he hated like, you know, stag do's and stuff. And I tell you what, he's, he's one of them. He was so switched on, he could almost read your mind. This bloke, you know what I mean? And he just knew what people were doing all that, right? So he got a Hulk hand and he put it in the cupboard at this bar and kept it for ages and I didn't know what he was doing. Then on a bank holiday, he took it in the toilets, right? Spent hours, like... So he'd shit in this Hulk hand, but perfectly tucked it all in. <laughs> and he put it over the street and just stood like that. And uh, he goes, uh, watch Fergal, lad, like curry to a pisshead. And, uh, <laughs> about uh, an hour later, there's someone from a stag do comes and squidges it on. He's gone to his pals, yeah, punching all his pals. And then when he takes it off, he... He had his night ruined, didn't he? You know what I mean. <laughs> what, what, what kind of customs uh, are the worst? <clears throat> so uh, you get you get the old blokes, the alcoholics, the rowdy girls. Is it you know the young lads? I uh, think the ten men. Every, every everyone has different challenges, and there's like as I say, there's you more must see a lot of different characters. Oh, you're doing like I see. So like, if if you've got a lad who fancies a celibate and is posturing, you deal with that differently to say. The woman has her a, a and, Karen. Mm, do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. A Karen. Because you have you have Karens and you have to like. There's a way you have to speak to them. Do you know what I mean? And that you have like sort of thugs and all the rest of it and football hooligans. Yeah, you, you have to you have to approach everybody in Can a different. Can you do a demo? Can Jen pretend to be a Karen? Mm. Oh, I've just got to be quite boring, I guess. Uh-huh. Right. Well, just say, uh-huh. so you're going to ID me or something, and I haven't got my ID. Well, see, I would say what would happen. Just say, um, it would be like say, just say you're with someone who's underage or something like, yeah. or maybe he's twenty three and hasn't got an ID, right? And then I'd say, how you got ID? And she's all right. She's with me. She's twenty three, and then I'm I'm really sorry, but you're like, and you just have to play that game and mm. and go down that route with it, like. And today they kick off all the time. But you, with, with Karens, you just have to refer it to the manager. <laughs> what's, a Karen? <laughs> what's a Karen? It's like, oh, it's someone you want to roll your like eyes at. Complaining about so, everything. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard like this. A busybody yeah. kind Everyone's of like, the Karen, I'm like thinking. Like curtain twitcher. Right, yeah. What about like coach parties of pissheads? <laughs> just went out the door, I just can't know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're at a place where it needs them. Do you know what I mean? What about wild Because it's dead. <laughs> Aye, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then then you've got to let them in, haven't you? You know what I mean? But mm. so well, Jamie, every bar has different challenges, I suppose, mm. you know. Mm. So okay. you just asked about wild man. What, what about, about wild man? What about if wild man come for your door and you've no shoes on? <laughs> 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 you know? High on crack. So I'd, some of the some I'd of just the... walk in the office and see I was quitting. <laughs> 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 we were talking about a story last night and I've never heard this and obviously uh I'm possibly considering doing Wildman's book next year. Uh and basically the story I heard last night was about the um, wild man breaking his arm. So he was a young lad and he went over to these lads and said, Lads, will you do me a favour? Will you break my arm? So they went over this cemetery and they were all kicking it. Wouldn't work. How did it how did it work in the end? 
So it's in the podcast Wild Men and Purple Aki Stories with Wild Man's cousin Hammy. And he think he went to the soccer there was a soccer hooligan pub. And he was only a teenager, so they took him over to the cemetery. Football. So they were trying, they had his arm on a slab, like on a gravestone. They were why, trying, why was he wanting to break his arm? Italian Americans, it's an f- amazing <laughs> story. <laughs> they were trying various methods to break it, and in the end they got something and just, they had the crack. Yeah. It was it broke. hammer? It might have been, or some kind of instrument, and then but, while, while my... No, 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 you've, dropped, you've, you've just saw that his arm cracked... Wildman picked his arm up and went, thanks, lads. <laughs> so and then he went on his way, and there was a crack in the road that he'd already <laughs> pre-screened, uh-huh. and he threw himself over it because he felt like he could just put a compensation claim in. Uh-huh. And as he threw himself over the crack near the, near the railway station, <laughs> he heard a guy shout, hey, you, what are you doing? Stop there. And it was a cop. And the reason he ended up getting the compensation was the cop had witnessed the fall. No. <laughs> So, wow. but that's the kind of thing. But he just spent it all the next day on beer. Yeah. It, was like, <laughs> it, it was like normal for him to go out and do something so radio rental, which is uh-huh. Rama slang for something uh-huh. mental. Outrageous. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, my favourite story of Wildman, just briefly, is when he went missing for three days and then he'd come home with no shoes and uh-huh. he, he didn't know where he'd been because he'd been on crystal meth. That was the kind of he'd thing. He'd wake that, up in a house on the south side of Phoenix. And they'd call the it, cops, and yeah. he'd even been in the, the jail or the hospital because of his heart. He, like he's walking around in fifty degree heat. But yeah. Sean had go to work. He'd come yeah. home, and there'd be like pimps and prostitutes, <laughs> and he brought a a pimp to the office <laughs> with like a purple top hat on and yeah. golf shoes. What a proper cane walking. Cane walk, yeah. And he's I'd like, love to meet one of them. Me, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I mean tonight you're at work what will tonight's routine be then so you go home have a sleep because you, you finished work last mm-hmm. night four o'clock mm-hmm. so what will tonight be about how will you you know you get to work and what what, what lays ahead um, well we'll see it's probably like I wouldn't want to talk too much at the minute but it's probably a bit of a tense situation in the in the town there's been a little bit of trouble like you know what I mean mm. that rival factions I, you know, like I've, I've even heard that there's been Osman warnings getting sent out with people that I'm like friends with and that now. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, I, I don't want to get into it, but it, like in a few years, I think it'll get all, do you know what I mean? Have Come you, out in the wash. Have you had now. guns pulled on you? I have had a gun pull on us before, I. What was the story behind that? That wasn't when I was at work. So that was just, I was walking through, um, the, I was walking through the street in the daylight, a main road. It was broad daylight in a nice area, and this bloke was like eyeing us up, and uh, he was just like eyeing us up, and I was like, "You all right, mate?" And he says, "Are you all right?" And he started following us. Do you know what I mean? Then him and his mate, and uh, like turn around, he start like like I was like, "Are you following us or something like?" And uh, his mate just pulled a shooter on us. You know what I mean? But loads of people saw it. Was it so, to mug you? Eh? To mug you? No, I don't know. Mistaken don't identity, know. you think? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, he got was, jailed, though, didn't he? Did I? <laughs> got, got, like, got about three years in jail or something mm. like that. This podcast is sponsored by Harry's. Harry's is way more than a super sharp razor company. They're here to revamp your whole routine, from close shaves and flake-free hair, all the way to clear, healthy skin. Harry's helps guys feel great. For this sponsorship, Harry's is offering a free travel-sized shower gel with a trial set. To you, the viewers, 
to give you a chance to try their other products as well as shave. Please make sure to support this podcast and give your own shower shave a go by redeeming a free Harry's trial set. All you cover is £3.95 for delivery. Just head to harrys.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N, to have your set delivered and start a shave plan. Your freebie will be added at checkout. That's harrys.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Thank you for supporting Harry's. Link is in the description box below this video. Can I ask you a question? Why why are Newcastle people so um, aggressive? Why are they so like, you know what, I, I wouldn't say like Newcastle people are necessarily aggressive, right? It's a nice place, there's a lot of nice people and loads of people who come up on the drinks here, they've had a great time and people are so friendly up there. I think what it is, is it's just a very busy city centre environment where loads of people are just, you know, coming from all over the place to, to get on it and go mental and that's why like... It brings out the worst in people on a night time. I mean, to be honest, the Newcastle nightlife is really, it's second. It's up there with Liverpool. It really is the bars. You're talking about dozens of bars, aren't you? The the variety in Newcastle, if you want to go mental. Well, first pub we went to, we couldn't get over how friendly they were. were People are so friendly in Newcastle. Everywhere we went. I'm talking about the bars that kind of like open at nine, ten o'clock and still open at five and four in the morning. Speaking of variety, right... And Gary Furby can tell you this, right, uh, recently. So um, we were all out, and uh, there was these kids uh, asking, oh, do you know any whole houses open at this time? Mm. So one of the lads sent them up to, uh, what's it, uh, a venue that's meant to be, a, um, I'll not name it, but it's meant to be a gay brothel. But obviously <laughs> they weren't a new. Sauna. A, a, a sauna. It's... Uh, it's, that's in the name of it, Sona, right? So <laughs> sent them up there, right? And uh, they come back the next day and they were going, you, you, like, you cunts, like, uh, me, we went up there last night, he says, me pal got locked in a room and a fat bloke with nipple rings tried to rape him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. And Gary's like, we'll never send a new one there again. <laughs> but on the subject of that, Newcastle uh, does have a, a, a massive kind of uh, gay... Like a bars. Yeah. Like a yeah. triangle yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never worked. Yeah. In that I mean, Gary Fairby's worked it. Um, uh, I've never, it, I've never know, worked. It's in that supposed to be unbelievable nights out. Mm. You know, that's what we in Wildman before the raves. We yeah. went to Manchester's Gay Village. Right. That's what, what, what was that off like? by the canal, all the little bars and pubs. There. They always had the best music. Yeah. Before anyone else. I, I, I was Wildman with that. Was the alright? Oh, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Wildman, the parties we had in America. He would just take over control of all the street people coming in. He'd have trans, he'd have drag queens, he'd have transvestites, <laughs> he'd have gangbangers, mafia characters, Mexican mafia, and everyone just just a total contrast, all just all just mixing up. He loved it. You would have wanted one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what injuries have you sustained being a doorman? Um, well, I've hurt my knuckles a few times, like, but uh, not a. Uh, that's a, that's a last resort, but no, I, I have I've, I've I've been like sucker punched a few times and stuff. I uh, yeah yeah. I mean the, the the other the other week on bank holiday, I was working at a place and we were completely polite to some kid, and just told him that like the venue was closed, and this uh, this kid just turned around and full on 
sucker punched my mate in the face and racially abused him. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I straight away cracked him in the jaw as soon as he hit me mate because he was a big bloke. I didn't know if he was going to hit me or hit him again and he would have knocked him out again if you see the footage he... He was out on his feet. Mm. Well, like... Oh, I've seen that. You sent me it. Aye, uh, so... Yeah. What happened is... is uh, I mean... B- b- basically, the kid... Is that something we can include in the video? I was video? just going to say. That's what I was just going to say. Oh, can't no. still, can't oh, right, okay. Aye, okay. Uh, so, so, so basically, right, the, like, and I understand... Personally, I wouldn't have went down it, like, the legal way, but the kid who he sucker punched is just a perfectly... G- nice gentleman, law abiding yeah. kid. It was out of nowhere. Aye, well, and, then, and then you didn't have follow up. Wow. But uh, like the the kid I work with is getting him nicked now because we found out who he was and everything because yeah. he was showing off about it in the gym up mm. the street, and it turns out he's a fireman, so he's losing his job and all that. What like, so yeah. serves him right. You it know what I mean? It was just total random. Aye. It would just come from nowhere, aye. and you reacted aye. to your credit really, aye. really quickly because you sent me, and I was like, "Whoa!" What, was it because he was wasted or something? It just it, obviously it there was no like sound to it. There was no sound to it, but you see, it was just like he just punches him for no he, reason. He, do you know? Like at the time, it was like out of nowhere, but you can see when you watch it back, he's putting his phone in his like you know. Getting ready to do it all and everything, you know what I mean? Like, is that a sport for some people then? Just knocking out the door, man. Well, definitely. Was, was I, Duffy. Nah, I, <laughs> first thing that come to yeah. my head, I like, I definitely. Have you yeah. met that can where they're like? Well, I heard a couple of months ago it was on a what you call them, them student societies or whatever. It was one of them student societies, and they had it on the list, you know, like the things to do on the night. Yeah. And one of them was to knock out a doorman, so that got on the internet. And apparently that kid got kicked out of his uni for that, but that's what you're up against. And then when you kind of like, this is how you have to have that filter where like you have to like deal with the violence, but at the same time be like a like a concierge, like yeah, you know, like nice people and stuff like that. You have to like do both. And uh, yeah, uh, another part of Newcastle's kind of. Culture, if you like, is football. Now, I know you're not the mass, the biggest <laughs> football fan, but to really appreciate the city of Newcastle, it is huge, isn't it? Oh, aye, it's aye. like you yeah. know, it's you, you, it's you're black and white, and that's that. Even if you don't particularly like football, it's bred into it at a young age. Mm. You know, I I think they're the best supporters in England. Why? Why is that? Why do Newcastle people? Why are they so full on football? Um. I don't know, it's because, like, I suppose football's always been a working-class sport. It's mm. a working-class town. And um, I guess it just, like, you know, the, 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 probably for a long time there wasn't much else happening, mm. was there, you know? Yeah. So you have to deal with hooligans, then? Aye, yeah. yeah how you have how to, bad's that in your city? Not, like, uh, not like uh, as bad as, like, uh, what other cities? But when probably, Sunderland come, or Middlesbrough come? Well, when the derbies were on, that used to be a challenge, like, with all the derbies. It was, do you know what, like, I'll be honest, like, football fans put us off football, if I'm honest <laughs> with you, because <laughs> it's, it's like the sort of kids, when there's a load of them, they really, really work themselves, but they're just, like, are you seeing those videos where they're bouncing forward? Like, yeah, yeah, back, yeah. They're just, they're just like that, oh, yeah. Um... Sorry, what have I missed? <laughs> so, what about the football hooligans? The new, new culture, hooligans. it's such a big part of, um, you know, Ray Morton, who we had yesterday. So he's a Geordie. Yep. Yeah. Gary Fairby, 
Alan Thompson, Steve Rafe. So I've done so many Newcastle books lately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not saying you look at my pint like. Do you know what I mean? But was it like proper Green Street back then? No, no, like I've never seen any like like football hooligan wise, I haven't seen like nothing too bad, like. No. Yeah. No. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? I'd I'd probably like go back to that stabbing what I was talking stabbing about one. before, like yeah. uh, bottle. In terms of like I I'd probably see it. What that was there. second to that then? Probably that with a glove. No, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so how do you control a woman under these circumstances? So a woman comes in, you, you can't touch off, her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and she's yeah. like proper scrapping. Going Sometimes you've got to touch a woman, but you've obviously just got to like be careful where you put your hands. One, you know one, what, I mean? what, what the thing they do is they take the, they do a middle where they take the high heels off. Have you had that where they try to attack you? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I've had all sorts where women just like punch That's just normal. Let her. Ah, yeah, yeah. What do you do under these circumstances? The woman's going nuts. I mean, like. Like you just kind of have to just restrain them eventually. Like if you're getting attacked, mm. like aye. someone so so much drugs, they've like got like super strength. Or they don't, they don't feel pain. Yes, yes. Feel that's pain. just new super strength. Girls in general, no, super isn't strength. And super strength. I won't even like like. Um, have you ever seen that video where there's a scout storm and talking about where they all get ragged over by the little cough kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. seen that? Yeah. So funny. Like honestly, like I've had like. Uh, one night that way, there was about four or five who were trying to keep this. It was going nuts. And we're just like, what? Like, you know, we were all like 18, 19, 20 odds. Just like, from we're all about, you know, I'm like, what the hell? It's about 13 stone, you know, like, you know, just couldn't keep them pinned down. So I have seen that sort of stuff. What do you like, reckon he was on? I, I, I don't know, mate. You'd, you'd have to ask him, like. What was it? One of the other guys, was it Speedballs or something? Like, mm-hmm. They got the, the cocaine energy and then the heroin. Like damp- dampens yeah. the pain, yeah. you don't feel any pain or something. I'll t- tell you what, like, uh, I've I had trouble with a kid on that uh, CK or something. Yeah, coke and ketamine. Aye, aye, mm. Calvin Klein, they call it or something. Like, it's like, I, I, I don't know, he was like, he was just going ballistic, you know what I mean? And um, he, uh-huh. I mean, you know, and he, he'd get like punch knocked down, he had a big hole in his face. He kept coming up and tried to smash all how, the bars' windows. How how many just, times it was crazy, are you working yeah? and you'll just come across commodities of just narcotics? You know, is it is it you know in your toilets and do, are you constantly finding drugs all the time? And well, I don't know. Did you hear about the whole Diamond Strip shutdown thing, the big investigation thing? So, like, obviously, bars are very very on the ball with that now because. There was an incident where like six of the biggest nightclubs in Newcastle just got shut overnight a few years ago and that had the whole town like like, whoa, what the hell's going on? Do you know like and basically see, I'd had loads of people coming up and asking me, where can you get cocaine? And like asking like to get cocaine off me, but they just didn't fit, you know what I mean? I was like, You're not really? Do you know like you, you, not that you like ever like I've got nothing to do with that anyway, but I was like, you know, and then and then all of a sudden, right, there was this just big thing. It was all over the um, news and like six bars were shut down and they'd had an undercover operation mm. for several months and uh, about 30 people got prison over that. So what did the undercover look like? Well, from what I heard, there were, it was like a lot of it was a, a, a lad and a lass going into a venue in a... Um, on a Collingwood Street, and they were like obviously like procuring drugs and stuff like that. But um, you know, like what happened with that whole thing is they've done a lot of people for conspiracy. 
So a lot of promoters and stuff for these nightclubs were saying, oh, he sells the coke, and they were like giving the, these coppers the numbers. So they, they didn't really have nothing to do with it. And they got the same sentence as all the drug dealers. Like when I was doing that, like let's just say a couple of uh, doing people favours and knocking on doors for money, got into things and uh, that that was me probably closest call for like getting... What, what, what kind of things did you see during that then? Was, well, it, was, it, was, I, it, was it all was it all above board, can't you say, or was it some scary uh, things well, you see? Well, I'll just say that like... Grey area. There was, there, was a, there was a set-up once and someone walked into places and like about 10 kids with knives come out. Do you know what I mean? And I don't really want to say what I said in the situation. I had to bluff it a bit. And then uh, it went on for minutes, the situation. But um, there was like a blue lighter going off mm. down the street. And loads of these kids ran up the street for that. That probably saved, like, potentially saved my life. Too, yeah. I mean, so that, over, uh, over lockdown, I come mm. across your channel. Um, That's why I, I started off just... Boredom, really. Yeah, like, you know, you know obviously, uh-huh. you come. I could tell you're a bit of a boxer, a local lad, and I, you know, you were, you were. I watched you quite a lot because you you come across really well. You're professional. Um, you you don't go into the some of the silly nonsense that a lot of people do. What's it been like as a? Because you've had some some good guests on. He's had and two on your two over. Uh, have you really? Uh-huh. I didn't say that one, oh, but I know yeah. you've had Danny Christie, Paul uh-huh. Venice, uh-huh. Uh, Junior Witter. I just see it as a bit banter. I don't take it too serious, yeah. you know what I mean? But, like, do you know what? Like, it's sort of... Um, Therapeutic. It's it's great that through that, I've come on to something like this, which I've always enjoyed watching. But yeah. <laughs> because he, he's actually done a few documentaries. Like, oh, yeah. Aye, like, just, just little, like, ones on me. Like, some massive views on them. Aye, aye. But um, I suppose probably a thing about it is the YouTube channel. I don't know if any of you have been burgled before. Hacked. Like burgled as in like your house burgled. I've I seen you, your videos, what you put on. I, what was so, the story with that then? Well, I come back from work one night, obviously, when you're on the doors, you're out late, don't mm. so Do you think they knew you were at work? Inside most job. likely, yeah. So uh, I come back and I've been absolutely ransacked. Boxing trophies and everything. Thankfully, um, I had a, a, like, I had a, a Rolex in my drawer and he never found that. Do you know what I mean? Because I would have, like, really... I didn't have contents insurance. Wasn't the twins, was it? Eh? Wasn't the twins? No, no, <laughs> it wasn't them. So, like, I started, like, ranting and raving about it on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, people in the area were telling us things because of the YouTube. And um, I had boxing trophies found out, so I was following all the leads up. And I ended up finding out that, uh, you know, like, some bloke who was uh, 40-odd was... Showing uh, me boxing trophies to like young children in his house, like saying he's a boxer and all that. So I went to his door. I put it all on YouTube as well. I just says, "Yeah, mate, like, like I know you've pinched me stuff, right? Are you going to sort us out, or how's this going to sort of go?" So, w- for what purpose was he showing children your boxing trophies? Apparently, he's just a bit of a knacker, really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's the same with the other situation. I couldn't explain why the p- some people go on the way they do, but um. So you, put, you film yourself at his door? Aye, aye, aye. Yes. I, I see his yeah, mate, you know, like, oh, he got properly outed and named and shamed and that. Did he admit it? Um, oh, well, he hasn't admitted it, but what happened is, he's like, I got, like, loads of witness testimony about it and everything, right? And then, um, what you call it? Like, me bin was missing, you know, like, me, like, sort of, like, we had just got a new one. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I was thinking... 
he's when he's because he's pinched that much stuff because I was like I know he's had some sort of help. He's like he's high load of my stuff in a wheelie bin and took it around his. So I went outside his right. There was a massive. There was a brand new wheelie bin because I'd only had it two months. Outside his overflowing. Looked in. My boxing trophies were in. His letters were in. Bits of my stuff he'd obviously not wanted were in. So I filmed all of that. Like you know, and got him banged the rights and through this. Right, <laughs> like uh, we're able to show this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we put that on? In I don't this? mind. Go ahead and do yeah. it, mate. You know what That'd I mean? Be brilliant. Wow. Um, I, I it on uh, that TikTok and I got a couple of hundred thousand views. I just, I just made a TikTok for that. You did it very kind of professional. There, uh-huh. was no, there was no thuggish. There was no, no threat. Uh, yeah. like it was yeah, just to yeah. the point. It was a fact, and I kind of briefly, yeah. I understood the story, but uh, I remember you telling me. Uh-huh. What was his reaction when you turned up? Oh, I, th- I think he, he he went in the house and locked it and did a, did a fuck break, you'd steal your stuff, right? But uh, obviously, as this went on, I mean, burglars generally are serial, serial offenders, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'd done a lot of people. So, you know, um, he was he was basically, he was on that uh, sickness benefits or whatever, mm-hmm. but he was meant to be, like, you know, he'd done a few bits and bobs and burgling people. So the one bit of possession what he had was his shed and his motorbike what he got from his pay being backdated and somebody who believed that he'd burgled them as well uh, burnt his uh, shed down with his motorbike in. So oh. he so was financially he was or? financially hit. Not I, I don't. So how did you gain anything back? Were you like or did you just? I just got my trophies back through through the bin. One I, of life's lessons and you I just, just put, just down put it down to experience. Was that the first visit you took the bin? No. Because I was ranting about it for a few weeks, do you know what I mean? And it was a little bit back and forth and that, you know what I mean? So your channel, what, what are you going to do for the future? Just making gains. Sean's going to put the links in the video, aren't you? I've, I've, I've got a few plans, you know what Where I mean? Where does the name come from? Just just because I like uh, like bodybuilding at the time. I was banging. Have you ever had Dorian Yates on your show? I think we spoke to him, but he's, yeah. got, he's got a situation pending. Has he? So like I just just I was at the time I was like training all the time and I was just putting a few training videos up and it it just spirals. It wasn't meant to like I wasn't really meant to make a proper channel out of it. It was just just trying a few training videos up and that. Yeah. Um, so I'm still <laughs> curious about this this the burglary. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, right, I'm, I can't remember what the newspaper is. Funny enough, they got in touch with me. Ma, there was some newspaper wanted to cover it. Yeah, but it wasn't. A, a, it wasn't like a local one. It was like a proper intellectual. Nas- it wasn't like like a tabloid. It was like a independent. It wasn't the independent. I can't remember what it was. Guardian. No, it wasn't <laughs> the Guardian. It wasn't like the main ones. But it wasn't. Yeah, but you'd be amazed what right, papers I've, pick, watch social yeah. media and put stories right, in. A, apparently, the angle they wanted to come at it with was something like the way the police handle it or stuff like that. Mm. And they think it escalates because the police aren't like on top of it enough or something. You know what I mean? I, I didn't go. The, I mean, one guy. You did go to the police. No, one no, guy. No, I didn't. Uh, I did initially go to the police before I found out who it was. Mm. Right, but like when I found out who it was, I was like, "Are you going to sort us?" Mm. And I just sort of like shamed him on on socials and that rather than because like I couldn't be bothered like fully go down that. What route. did he look like then? Um, he just just looked like a bit of a uh, drug abuser, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, so, one... so you went. So you went there the first time. Then, how long were you at the door with him on that occasion? Um, 
I was probably like, like I banged on his door. He wasn't in, and then he see me banging on his door, and he was like, oh. And then he he went in, just quickly locked the door, and then um, like I, I I stayed out for a while, longer than I put on video. But I was like, this is getting nowhere, is it? You know. He said I mean? he wasn't in, but he locked his door. He came. Back. I saw he was out when I was knocking on his door because yeah. I'd been waiting at his door. Yeah. And then he come, like, he walked, like, past me. He was like, oh, like, what's happening? I see, he's like, yeah, I've come for my stuff back, you know what I mean? Did he recognise you? I, I don't know. Um, I think, like, he obviously, like, as soon as I said, I want my stuff, I, 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 I think, I see, I'm here for my stuff. And he went, what stuff? I see, all the stuff you've stole off me. And he's like, I've stolen nothing off you. And he like just scuttled in and locked his door, mm. basically. So he locked his door and he went inside. Uh-huh. And were you thinking at that point, I need to get in somehow to see if he's got the stuff before he hides it or throws it I away? Would, you know what it is, Reese. I'd, I'd said, listen, just get me stuff, right? And uh, we'll just drop it. Do you know what I mean? And you can bung us a few quid and all for like the damage you've done. Do you know what I mean? Um, so he wasn't going down that route. And uh, like I did, I did like uh, ring the busies to just because literally, if I do anything wrong, I lose me like job. Gosh, yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So I rang the busies like, look, at it, I know who's done it. I've got proof. I've got witnesses. Right? Can you go in and get me stuff? And I personally, I didn't think they were very interested in the whole thing. What did they say to you? They were just like, don't go and confront them. I'm like, well, I'm gonna confront them. Then they just, they just basically just. Didn't they were just completely non-responsive, so so then, um, what happened is is a uh, like over time and the whole thing, he got ran out of the property. He'd been there a couple of years, but he got like completely ran out of the property because all his windows got put out, his like shed got burned, and all that by obviously various people in the area who were unhappy with, with what he was doing or, or what they believed he was doing. How long was it after the first visit that you went back and found your stuff in his bin? I want to say a week and a half or something. Week and a half. Were you worried during that period of time that he would get hide the evidence? I thought he would have got rid of everything. I I, I actually had a, one of my friends share a back lane with him. <laughs> yeah. or, or, or one of me and uh, a couple of like YouTube spies would have had you know people I've met with that you know all, all my new connections and friends like, like I was getting pulled about you through North Shields all the time oh, I hope you get that fucker yeah and, so what um, prompted you to return that day to, to get the bin yeah it was it was literally just because I was I was stewing on it constantly you know like I just like the you know what I mean you know, I was, going, was it a lot of stuff that you got stolen? A few, few grand's worth, and then um, literally, I, I got a brand new telly. I never even got the chance to watch it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I had to get two massive tellies, you know, because I bought one, then he pinched it straight away. But um, no, I was stewing on it, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I, you know, because I went to my bins out, and I was like, uh, I, I flew at my mother's house. I was like, uh, I was rattling on about it. I was like. Uh, and then it come to the conclusion, he, he's took my... Because, you know, I was kicking off about my bin going missing as well. I was like, he's used my bin to take off my stuff away. So I was ringing people, I was going, is, is there an extra bin in that back lane? And they were like, aye, aye, there is. It's over... So he's obviously trying to get rid of all my stuff, you know, like what could incriminate him. And um, that's when I went round and got it and I filmed it all and took all my stuff. Like, and there was letters to him and, like... 
my boxing trophies and all that sort of stuff in. You know what I mean? That's fucking. I'm gonna have to watch this video. Yeah. 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 So there was there a, a whole series of videos and every time ah, we went yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The full, the full story is covered on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There needs to be more people like you going out and confronting these people. Um, you the know, you're not do violent, nothing about or... it. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? You know? I, I, I mean, like, I think that they just like knew it's to just go for like the sort of easy targets the police because I think it's like a arrest a conviction sort of score-based system. And, like, if a burglar knows what they're doing, the chances are that they're not going to get, like, convicted. Do you know what I mean? So, and it's a lot of, like, police resources and time to, like, convict somebody for doing that. You know what I mean? So have you ever been in trouble with the police? No, nothing, like, um, nothing significant, like, because, obviously, you have to be, like, have a no criminal record. Six to, years clean, isn't it? Aye, aye. And... If there's a three main ones, you'll never get him. as drugs, sex offences, and racism. I think if you've got yeah. them, then it's game over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So earlier on, you mentioned like, the, the gang with the knives and stuff. How often have people pulled knives on you? I've had that on the doors as well. I've had that like uh, on the doors. Like, But to be fair, in the situation where I had the knife pulled on us, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hide the kid at the bar. We dragged him out because he was working his cell. And... Uh, then he pulled a knife out and he was going, walk east, he's going, come on, walk east, you know, with a knife. I see his mate, I see his, you didn't even want to use that because I see his, you would have used it on us when I was dragging you out the bar if you had the arse to use it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, like he just, that situation, I never believed that like, he was actually going to use it. But still you don't know because the incident where I was talking about where somebody got proper stabbed clean up, that was just like they both looked like a pair of, like cowards who didn't actually want to fight, you know mm. what I mean? Is knife culture a big thing in Newcastle? I think it's getting worse, like, is it? Mm. Getting a lot worse, like, aye, aye. Have you ever been scared in the job? Get like butterflies and a bit nervous and stuff, why, aye, definitely. When yeah. was the last time? It, like, it happens like, like any time you have a serious confrontation, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You said you did all the fighting as well. Uh-huh. Starting out the fighting, was that a natural thing for you, or did you get some butterflies then? Every time I, I had a last sanctioned fight I had was in February. Every time I get in the ring and box, I get nervous. Every single time. I mean, I've been in with like um, a lot of names, like, you know, Jimmy McCrory. Mm. You know, him, like, Ben, yeah. we've done the vice thing on him. Um, I beat him. It was it Lad's Bible or something? He, he was involved with something that literally went vice. vice. So it was like millions. Uh, Gary Fairby's fought him. Is he from uh, Newcastle? But he's. Ah, uh, he is, yeah. And uh, every single time. I box, I get like really nervous. I yeah. Are you still doing that? I've I, like I've got no plans to compete again. But like my last time I competed was only three months ago or something. And what happened there? I won. Huh? Good. How did you get into boxing? I just just love this the sport. You know, like uh, just used to love watching it. Uh, in fact, I think was watching the Contender with uh, Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and then I was just addicted after that. How old are you? About 12 or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we were, <clears throat> we were talking this morning about um, you've had a bit of dealings with Eddie Elwood, which is five-time Mr. Universe. Now, the guy... Well, that's the guy, not Dorian, it was this guy that we talked to. Yeah, yeah. so at the minute, Eddie, Eddie. he's signed to... Um, do you know I made a film a couple of years back, uh, Too Far Too Soon with Lee Duffy? So Eddie is um, doing his exclusive biography film with Paul Suggett, 
uh, and it, I think it's kind of it's going to be going Netflix and all that. But he is an absolute gentleman. He's like, you know, probably had a little bit of a naughty past, but he's been a boxer. He fought Richie Osley, um, fought Manny Burgo. Did he really? Fought Manny Burgo. And uh, Vulture highly recommended. Eddie so he, so he's he's kind of he's done things in the northeast the right way. You know, he's used his brain. Um, and, I mean, he would be one hell of a guest, but obviously yeah. he's got his film coming out at the minute. But <laughs> so, so when you kick people out, Ren, yeah. how often is it they're like, I'm going to come back and kill you with a weapon? Did they say that to you? Like, you always hear that, but it's not always that, like, you feel like that it's going to happen, but, like, it's there is times where, like, it can carry on, like. And you worry then about a car driving past, shooting at you? Sometimes you get a bit paranoid. I mean, I, mean, I remember the night... That happened in the town. I wasn't like in like involved, but uh, I just remember on the. I know the kid. I was working with him the other night. Who, the kid who got shot, uh, but uh, like at uh, Tub Tub Palace. But I was like on the um, like police radio. You just hear like, oh, kids just being shot at Tub Tub. You know, like on the pub watch radio thing. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? What happened there? Just there was there was like a little bit of a, a feud going on and it was, uh, it's very it was massive in Newcastle it's been all the was, papers was certain, was, certain well known family members it was members. a big big case around it so how often did the police turn up for backup oh I mean if something really big kicks off then pretty much always show up but it's whether they show up on time do you know what I mean how long it, like it, it just depends but like you have to also say that them sometimes if they're like going on about like oh if someone's coming at you like a maniac and like you say you've seen you've had knives pulled on you've had this you've had that you're like well am I just supposed to like wait and be polite with this person till you show up do you know what I mean like sometimes when you have to like literally as a last resort defend yourself do you feel they cut you short because of your job that, that the yeah I, I think that the police a lot of police have it in for us I, I mean you're 30 now so can you see yourself stood in the doors in Newcastle at 65? Never see and never. Eh? I hope not, though. Yeah. But it, it does, it serves you well, doesn't it? Uh, it does yeah, give you yeah, a, yeah. a decent living. I was going to say, you must have some really happy times. We're talking all doom and gloom. You meet a lot of characters. <laughs> you meet a lot, I, a lot of interesting people. Oh, no, like, like, I had loads of laughs. I mean, uh, aye. It's, it's like loads and loads of funny, like, funny times and great times in the doors, yeah. What's your funniest moment? Um, oh, I don't know. I've got loads... I don't want to. I think I'll sound bad saying this one as a funny one, <laughs> right? You but, found it humorous. There we go. Well, I, I did and I didn't. I, it was really funny, but I also feel really bad about it as well. So, like, I was I was at the bar and um, there was there was someone like being a bit disgusting. Really, they were going around and that must have been like sniffing or something, and they were like blowing the nose. And just blood was going on people's tops and stuff. Oh. Right? And some last come out crying, but like about three... He was doing it deliberately, this kid. So I ended up finding out who it was. And he was just like really smug about the kid. And I was like, you little... So I, I hired him, out, him and his mate out the back. And this massive bloke come out. You know, like rough looking bloke. And this is what I feel bad about as well. But it's just one of these mad coincidences. So um he come out and he guns. He's going, apparently someone's been blowing the nose. He's going, you seen this? Back of me Ralph Lauren shirt and all that. And I went, aye, mate. Uh, I guns have chucked him out. He guns, what's he look like? 
I see as he's uh, got a white T-shirt, blue jeans, white trainers. His mate's got um, black jeans. Uh, he's got a blue cap, blue T-shirt. And he goes, uh, is that them up there? And there's like two kids walking in the distance and I see his uh, eye. I think that's their mate eye. So he runs up like a madman. The two kids who've done it just come down the lane, don't they? And I was like, oh, no. You know what I mean? So he went and scudded him all over. I went up and tried to stop him. This bloke does these kids clean all, and then runs off. And the bloke's just like, you know, like I'm, I sound bad, but I was like wanting to laugh. But at the same time, I felt terrible. You know what I mean? And the bloke was just saying to us, oh, you seen that? He's gone. He just attacked us for nothing. And I was just like, oh, no, nah, mate, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I deserve one as well, like, but, you know. Yeah. Has there been situations where doormen have messed up and got seriously damaged? What, like the doormen getting hurt and stuff? Yeah, they made a mistake. How do you mean, like, as in, like... Maybe they were, like, new to it or something and they made a... It wasn't a job for them. Do you know what it is? Like, I think, like, a lot of the time, new and inexperienced doorman, it's not so much the selves getting hurt, it's like that they get other people hurt. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, say, they like, not notice the situation and de-escalate it. So it'll escalate, and then they may- maybe just won't have the confidence to step in and get involved, do you know what I mean, once, and then... So then they'll sort of come off scot-free, but then, like, you know, maybe he's other doormen or customers will end up getting hurt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you met cocky bouncers? Yeah. Oh, loads yeah. of, like, bullies and cocky people and loads of, like, bullies. And it does give most doormen, which it is most doormen, who are sound a bad name. It does, right? And how would you interact with them? I mean, it's one of these. If someone, if you're working with a doorman and they have started an argument with a group of customers and they have been funny, right... You can't really say anything to them about it then and there because you have to kind of have the back. But then afterwards, I would sort of say, like, yeah, mate, that was a little bit uncalled for, like, you know what I mean? So we've heard loads of stories about Manchester doorman wars and Liverpool doorman wars. Does Newcastle have doorman wars? Well, I I think it's getting into that at the minute. It's the most edgy it's been in... in All the lads who've been doing it for years have said it's the most edgy it's been since sort of Viv Graham's era. There's... A lot of stuff going on at the minute, but I don't really want to like get into it because it's ongoing, and I won't want to say anything on here that's going to like spice things yeah, up. Yeah, there's did been. You watch, did you watch the video of, of Viv Graham going into what was oh, it? Oh, Stewie Watson, I, I, and the hobos thing. Yeah, Awful that yeah. was. Yeah, and Stu stood his ground, didn't he? he didn't get he knocked did, out. I, I. Yeah, shout but out to Stu. Stu was obviously like had a, has a name of his own, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and he doesn't back down on anyone, so. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> Wonderful guy. Sound bloke, aye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all the links will be in the description box. Making Gains YouTube channel if you want to go and watch the footage <laughs> of the piece of shit burglar and the two in and fro for a couple of weeks there. The, uh-huh. the, the shame, outing, the shaming. Did That's, you get all of your trophies back? I just, the ones some, that he Some pinched, of them are broke, aren't they? Aye, aye. They just, they were a bit broke. though. the hands are broke oh, off on that. Oh, good. Piece of shit. Uh, no, it's gone on mine. It's oh, slipped. You've got yeah. mine fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. Oh, round mouth. We did some round Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
probably wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it does. Yeah. So, so what are you doing these days, anyway? Just the same old, like, you know what I mean? Just, I'm on showing up with today. <laughs> loving life, you know what I mean? What is life like? Do you have so, a missus? Um, no, no, nah, no. Nah. I don't trust women anymore. Stays away from twins. Oh, <laughs> twins. oh that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> First, <laughs> not, not ones you meet in town, anyways. No. Yeah. So you haven't got any plans for boxing coming up? No, not just just doing my YouTube. I've got a few plans, but like I'll show them as time things unravel. Yeah, well, as I said, the one the one thing and it always stuck with me. Even the wife, she's never met him. She was like, "He's alright, Jim, isn't he?" Yes, he's Sam. Um, do you know he puts himself across? It's like that the scumbag who bailed him. He could have reacted badly, yeah, and he probably oh. would have wanted to, but um, he he puts himself across very well, and uh, that's what kind of stood out for me. And I started watching him. But obviously, you know, you're going to start and get more and more of the So you're going to really pursue and, the, yeah, the YouTube. Because yeah. he's mm-hmm. good at it. Some people are natural and, you know, he's, he can talk mm-hmm. well. And some, mm-hmm. pe- some people aren't, and he is. But mm-hmm. he's one of them, he refuses to go down where ripping people apart and all that. He has a bit of class. That's so, the yeah. Yeah, we stay yeah. away from that. I was listening to an advert earlier on Spotify. It's like, if you can talk, you can podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, aye, aye, aye. yeah. Well, that's the future, isn't it? Because everyone's losing their jobs now. Yeah. with machines and that like will anyone if you're not a pub podcaster mm. in 20 years time, I mean to, to, to be honest do people just do, I mean apart from the odd boxing and football I don't watch television no. and, and nobody mm-hmm. does no only my parents do yeah yeah. it's the only time yeah. I see it when I go through the house it, it, you know it's the older generation yeah. um, even Jeremy Carl's all gone Trisha's all gone Kilroy's all gone a lot of people these days it's just interaction with it's the new age media. Of course it is, it is yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. You know, so you can literally choose what you want. Um, you know, and he, he's obviously put himself across well, and I think he can build up a little fan base himself. Well, I can't wait to watch the videos. Yeah. 100%, aye. So if you enjoy watching this, go down and click on Making Gains and subscribe and check out his stuff. Huge thanks for coming on, man. That's good, man. Is that kind of how it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You know, you've got a very powerful present. Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one. So it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution, here at Boomer and Jen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk.